How hard can it be? Rubbish, 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 rubbish. Okay, how long do you want me to keep saying rubbish? This is Sledge and Hammer, the automotive infused podcast brought to you by the Court of Nerds. The opinions expressed on this show are that of the host alone and not reflexive of the rest of the Court of Nerds, nor Elon Musk and his perambulations. Now buckle up, because these two believe that any restaurant can become a drive-thru if you go fast enough. Kevin and Stacy. Hello and welcome to another Sludge and Hammer. I'm your host today, Stacy, otherwise known as The Hammer Miller. And sitting across from me in bright LEDs, or is this LCDs? I don't even know anymore, is my good friend Sledge. Say hi, Sledge. Hi, Sledge. <laughs> ha, 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 ha. You think you're real funny, don't you? No. <laughs> <laughs> what are you drinking tonight? Oh, I am drinking a beer called Typecast. It's a New England farmhouse IPA. It is a collaboration brew uh, from the Two Roads guys and the Lawson's Finest Liquors guys. So, yeah, it is literally a farmhouse ale in a New England-style IPA smashed into one. It sits at about 6.5%. It's pretty good. Uh, It's got a nice little couple of a guy from Vermont, you know, and a guy from Connecticut. It's a very interesting can. Yeah, shaking hands, clink, clinking, clinking some beers. <laughs> it's a, it's a good one. It's uh, it, and it's raining here right now, and so mm-hmm. a farmhouse ale isn't isn't so bad. Nice. Is it is it rather refreshing? I know it's an i. It's, you said it's an IPA, right? Well, yeah. A new New England IPAs are tend to be pretty citrusy. Ah, uh, uh, so it's not ju- hoppy. Yeah, it's it's less it's less hoppy. There there's still hops. It's in it it's still it has the bitter uh but it's not like super high in the IBUs and it's very uh juicy in flavor. And you know, the farmhouse has the more warm kind of amberish ale kind of feel to it. You have and a so, juicy it, beer? Yeah. Interesting. I would not have picked that for you. It it you know I got a fridge full of different kinds. I uh, my son picked this out because of the cu- can. So uh, nice, you know. nice. Well, that's what you do is you take him to the packy and yeah, it's like all right, pick something for dad. And then he does. <laughs> I almost never, early, huh? almost never regret it. Almost never. <laughs> so uh, I think we need to get down to brass tacks, Sledge. Well, I was gonna uh, I was gonna ask you what you were drinking, but you know. Oh yeah, I'm. Tonight I'm just drinking water. I don't feel the greatest, so I'm just gonna be uh, chugging the good old H two O and trying hardest. to feel the hardest of all liquors. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, no booze for me tonight. I was gonna have some whiskey, but I'm like, that's a terrible idea. I just, yeah, I'm not, I'm not top notch today. So we're just gonna suck it up and. Drink, drink some plain liquid, and hope that next week I can have a Weller because I've kind of been, I've been aching for a Weller. So maybe next time. But uh, tell me, tell me, Sledge, it's been a little while since we've done one. Uh, how's a, how's your, uh, what is it that you're driving now? What, what do they uh, call those? 
Well, it's it's an electric vehicle. It's a oh, it's oh, it's vehicles vehicle. that don't run on a petroleum-based product we call gasoline. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. And what but, what is it? It's a, it's a it's a Bolt. Is that what it is? It is a 2019 Chevrolet Bolt uh, Premier Edition. Oh yeah, because uh, homeboy here got it tricked out to the nines. Uh, yeah, they had to, uh, like, I, I test drove when they finally got one in, you know, because they can't really keep them in stock. They had the base model in. And so I tested. I was like, I like this. Put as much stuff in it as you possibly can. And they're like, <laughs> all right, you know, uh, we'll, we'll do that. You just made that and, salesman's day. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, well, and it, let's be honest. You know, I couldn't negotiate on sticker price. I only had to negotiate on trade-in. And so, you know, I, I went up from the trade and anyway, so, uh, I was like, yeah, give me as much as you can on it. And they're like, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll let you know in a couple of days. And then like radio silence, you know, like it started with like messages back and forth and like, all right, we're getting, we got a few people interested and, you know, to doing a trade and stuff like that. Uh, Cause that's what dealerships do. They swap cars. Uh, and the problem is nobody wants to swap it. You know, you have to kind of bend over backwards in order to get another dealership because if the dealership's close by, they're just going to tell you to go to that, to send the customer to that dealership, you know? Uh, now there wasn't the closest one that had a premiere that I liked was 80 miles away and they wouldn't do it. They wouldn't, they wouldn't swap it. And so they eventually found one in New uh, Jersey City, New Jersey. And then they had it shipped up here. Uh, and so uh, it was last Monday, which was my anniversary on uh, Happy the Happy anniversary. You got some Thanks. swag, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I also got a couple of gaming laptops in there. It was an expensive day. Uh, <laughs> and so uh, went and... Uh, picked up the car uh, and then put in my order for the for the quick charge station, which I'm still waiting to be installed. Uh, but I have it, uh, and it's a it's a 40 amp. Uh, it, it takes a licensed electrician to install it. Uh, I wouldn't dare attempt to do it myself. So anyway. how long does how long does that take to charge your car then? Well, current so the 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 wall charger that they give me. Uh, that, you know, has a special little storage place and stuff inside the car, uh, that uh, it's it runs at only 8 amps, you know, when you're coming from a 120-volt wall outlet. And so it's essentially overnight. Gotcha. <laughs> you're, yeah. If so you're, what's your range then? If you have to charge that overnight, what's your range? So the average range, and, and here's the thing with electric vehicles, range is going to vary depending on type of driving temperature you know uh it's you know whether or not a butterfly flapped its wings in the next county ballpark what kind of range you got uh 250 miles all right so that's not that's really not too far off what a car that size would get in range anyway with like a gas vehicle with, with a full tank of gas so that's, uh, that's comparable. At, at least you can get that. At least it's not like, 
oh, you got 100 miles and it takes five hours to go 30 minutes. Like, that's that's and, and here, not so good on the electric side. Well, and here's the thing. It's a tier level car. So when I get my charger installed, I'll be able to get uh, 100 miles in about 20 minutes. Nice. And so it's it's comparable to Tesla's supercharger. Now, uh, do all electric cars, not saying that you know all about all electric cars, but you have one now, so you better get used to people asking you these questions. Oh, yeah. Do all the charging ports, are they all the same? They are so like universal. If, okay. So it's not like, universal. oh, I bought an Apple phone, and now this charger doesn't work with it. Every All the chargers are exactly the same. In the United States, they are all the same. Okay, so any of the Tesla uh, superchargers that they have all over the place, you can just pull into one of those and boom, there you go. I can use that, yep. That's pretty and awesome. There's there's a whole new thing that I have to get used of with uh, owning an electric car because there are charging networks, all right? And so there are like six major charging networks and stuff that you can – and you can use any one of them. Uh, but you want, you'll probably end up wanting to get a membership and stuff with a certain one, you know, uh, I, off the top of my head, I can't think of, uh, let me look on my phone. Cause uh, it, I, I was just thinking about that. You know, I have to pay for gas. Do you have to pay for the electricity that you pull in? Oh yeah. So if I go to a charging station, yes. And so like, uh, so what, I, what's, I now, what's the cost? Uh, roughly about, uh, if you're, if you're looking at it. In kilowatt hours, it's going to be, uh, it's going to vary. Uh, in Connecticut, it doesn't really matter too much the time of day because our energy is 50% nuclear. Uh, like mm. co electricity costs don't go up and down nearly as much, say, as in the Midwest or out West. Uh, but you're looking at about uh, 10 cents uh, a minute. All right. Okay. So in and 20 minutes, you said you can get. A hundred miles. A hundred miles. So it would cost you two dollars. Two dollars. To go a hundred miles. To go a hundred miles. So quick math. Um, that seems really cheap. It is really cheap. Uh, the. But now, now it's going to vary. You have a higher cost up front, but then the maintenance costs on the back end too. So you're, if you can afford to put in money up front and invest because that's ultimately what it is it's an investment you're investing in something that yes it may cost you more up front but it's it, there's almost no maintenance costs it sounds like you know what? everything you know? was covered by the dealership they give you yeah. a ton of free stuff and it's so cheap a uh, hundred miles for two bucks that's that's cheap cheap it's cheap cheap transportation my next uh, scheduled maintenance is at 100,000 miles. Wow. Uh, I have, I don't have to get oil changed, naturally. There are no moving parts. Uh, it's not an internal combustion engine. There are well, you still things... have some moving parts, like suspension and stuff. That's still, sure. that's sure. still the same. I, and I'm I still curious... need to rotate my tires. I still need to get my brakes, you know, checked okay, and everything. So, so everything that's, I mean, there's, there's not a transmission. Mm -hmm. It's it's four independent motors that power each wheel, right? So each wheel Correct. gets a motor. 
and what's what's nice about uh, the bolt is like you can take out the individual battery cells, unlike in like the older Tesla Model S's. In the X's, I believe it it does the same that the that the bolt has. But if I need to replace, uh, if like uh, let's say a cell block goes bad or something, which everything is covered for eight years, you know, which free is of insane. charge. That's a crazy yeah. warranty. Yeah, eight years free of charge. They'll replace any any electronic component that goes wrong inside the car. Uh, so how many and, how many miles a year do you typically drive? Uh, I I I don't drive a ton. Uh, I look at about twelve thousand, you know, ten to twelve. Okay. Which I think sounds it sounds like that's pretty normal. That's what I've been doing um, this last year. I really haven't done nearly what I used to. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Your next schedule maintenance at 100,000 miles. Mm-hmm. So you've got eight to nine years before yeah. you have to, and then the warranty's out anyway. So by the time that you're ready to purchase a new vehicle, that's when you're going to go get it serviced, probably at the end of your warranty to make sure everything is correct and that there's nothing going wrong with it, right? And then you're going to flip uh- it for another one? Yeah, I, I will be honest. I will probably sell it before the warranty is up. You know. Yeah, yeah. And, there you go. Uh, and get myself to buy a new what one. though? Well, you what know, are you gonna uh, buy? I, I'm focused on the right now, and I, ah, I let, yeah. let me tell you, the features in this this car is got. I tell, I have them, spent tell everybody about the uh, the three the three what is it the three sixty camera? Oh yeah, so the ridiculousness you that you packed in this car. Oh yeah. So uh, now they've they've shown Chevy's shown this on some of their commercials, uh, and I believe it was for like the Tahoe or something like that, where you know they joke, you know, like how does it know? How does it see? It? Well, a drone raises up above the car. Really? <laughs> no, no. It's just it's a there's cameras all around the entire vehicle, and it essentially captures pictures and processes uh, in real time the images and stuff that that is going on around you and it recreates it on a screen so Uh, what does that do functionality wise oh it well it's very it's one it's super cool if you're you know (laughs) trying to park in a very skinny place like i did uh when i went to the dream ride this this past weekend and for some reason when we went to the gates they thought i was a you know a presenter or something and they sent me over to a different section <laughs> and so i like parked like right next to the fairgrounds but they put me nice. between yeah they put me between like two of the two really close cars the guy like kind of looked at me and he kind of looked at the car and he looked at it he was like yeah go there <laughs> and so i didn't have much room and that's the amazing thing about the cameras, because you got the front and your, the rear cameras that, that you have on the big screen, and then you have the slightly smaller screen, the 360 camera, that shows everything around you. Uh, and then you have the different sensor sweeps that are, like, telling you how close you are to different things. That'll, you know, it, it's essentially LiDAR, la- lasers that are bouncing off of things, telling you how close you are. So when you're going to park... You're looking as though you're looking at an aerial view of your vehicle, right? Yes, I, I have the gods' eye view. And it shows you what's, what your obstructions are? Yep. So when you're backing in, you're probably not even looking out your windows. You're looking at the screen. Mm-hmm. See, that's crazy. That's well, cool. I would love to see that. 
Oh, uh, come on out to Connecticut. I'll, uh, Ooh, I'll, don't I'll take you. invite me unless you want me to come. <laughs> I want you to come. I want you to come. Uh, That'd be fun. And, we would have uh, a good time. I would, I would, uh, I'll put it in sport mode because really? yes, there, there, I, I have a sport mode and I have, does it traction. lower it? No, it does. Well, it's already <laughs> kind of low to begin with because of the battery bank. Ah. But, uh, uh, that night that we got the car, you know, we went to, and we went to a nice restaurant, uh, me and my wife and we had a babysitter for, for the boy. And, uh, on the way back, you know, I had a few drinks and my, my, my wife doesn't drink. And so, uh, she got in and started driving and we got to a section. I was like, all right, go ahead, put your foot down. And I put it in sport mode and she put her foot down (laughs) and her eyes went wide (laughs) because it's instant torque. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so now the zero to 30 is somewhere around like one nine. Uh, that's not shabby. No. Uh, because I get to zero to 60 in an around five. Five, five and a half. It's okay. It is, it is, but it's that initial thrust, like right off, because well, you, you're pushed into the back of your seat. And that's one of the reasons that electric cars can hit such quick zero to sixty times, because there's no there's no uh, turbo that needs to, to to charge. There's no supercharger. It just is. Instant, 100%, mm-hmm. as soon as you touch the throttle, it goes. And the what's amazing about the system that they have developed, the energy recapture system, the regenerative braking. Uh, so let every day I take my son uh, during the summer down to summer camp. And I live up on a very well, high hill. High for, you know, in comparison to like the Midwest, you know. And so I it's downhill the entire way for me. So, like I told you, that uh, my range is 250. So, if I have a full charge and I sit at 250 and I take my son on down to summer camp, I have 265 miles of range. Ah, uh, so it's got like a regenerative. regenerative? Yes. It, How it do you builds, say that word? <laughs> it, it recaptures energy. The, the, the regenerative braking every time yeah, you there brake. It is. And you. And you can put it on a, a screen and you can watch all the different parts of the system feed into the battery bank or when it goes out of the battery bank. Uh, and so, like, you can, every time you're just kind of coasting, you know, even, and you're not applying any energy, that alternator inside is kind of turning, you know, and, and giving you more energy. Uh, now, going back uphill, that's where you lose it, but inside of my car... Uh, uh, in the programming, I have what is called a hill climb bank. And so, essentially, it lies to me. All right? So, I have it <laughs> set up. I have it set up to lie to me. So, I have a fully charged car in the morning, but it doesn't tell me I have 250 miles. It tells me I have 230. Okay? Oh. Uh, so, it's hiding that extra energy. Because I have, it knows essentially where I live, uh, huh. and all the things that I, all the things that I do. Uh, now, there are of course a bunch of other accoutrements that I have, like knowing where I am. Uh, the My Chevrolet uh, app and feature, uh, and how it all ties into OnStars is really kind of incredible. Uh, my car has Wi-Fi, uh, and so 
if you're ever riding with me, you can log on to my mobile Wi-Fi network. Or, you know, if you're driving next to me, you know, you can. Is that something that you have to purchase through OnStar? Or is that something that that comes with your car? Yes. Now, they give it to you for free for three months. Oh, I gotcha. And then oh yes, play... so his, the salesman wants to make his fifteen dollars for you signing up for three months for free. Right, and so uh, and then and it's ten bucks a month after that if you decide to keep it. I am not going to keep the the Wi-Fi. Uh, it's kind of cool, but it's not necessary. Uh, the you don't uh, say. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Uh, however, I can like wa- wa- my car can log on to other Wi-Fi networks in the area, uh, and then you know use that. And my phone can connect. My phone will connect to my car, uh, whether it's through Android Auto or just Bluetooth. That's uh, cool. Here's the thing: my car also sees all the different Wi-Fi thing uh, networks. So I have a Sonos uh, speaker system in my house. All right, uh-huh. and and Sonos has a dedicated Wi-Fi network. Uh, and it also has like Alexa built in and I was setting up my car and I use Amazon music, uh, for my main Android auto. And that uses, of course, the Alexa assistant. Now I can essentially, when I, let's say I'm driving and I'm listening to music or I'm listening to podcasts or whatever I have, you know, I pull into my house, I, I shut off my car and it'll immediately turn on what I'm listening to inside my house. That's cool. And so, like, I literally, it'll be seamless. I'll just get out of my car, walk upstairs, and what I, whatever I was listening to is playing in all the different rooms in my house that I have speakers. Did you ever scare the crap out of your wife with that? That And that is the problem. She <laughs> says you're not allowed to do that. Well, uh, it's funny because Spotify, um, I can be listening to it in my car. Mm-hmm. Or even at work, anywhere I have Wi-Fi, I can be listening to it, and I can select where I'm signed in. So if my roommate's home and I want to share a song with her, I'll text her and I'll say, hey, check this out. And then I'll play it on my speakers upstairs, so on my main mm-hmm. floor. But I've got it hooked up to my basement speakers, too. So wherever she is, <laughs> I can follow her with my music. And I've had a roommate before where... She texts me. She's like, oh, my God, your computer just started playing music. And I was like, was it was it fits in the tantrums? And she's like, what the fuck is happening? I'm like, yeah, that was me. Sorry. I'm just playing around. See if it works. <laughs> and Al can't tell me if it works. So I needed a human being here <laughs> to tell me. That's really cool, though. I mean, it sounds like it's got it's got a lot of cool features. And I know that. Joe Rogan was just talking about this. Uh, I think it was last week he had a podcast. Somebody brought it up that I think it might be L.A. Like they have a Wi-Fi network in Mm -hmm. the entirety of the city. So if you need to hook up to Wi-Fi, you can literally drive around and anywhere in the city you have Mm Wi-Fi, which I think is, I mean, that, that is, it's not exactly the dream that Nikola Tesla had about (laughs) Like sharing is caring when it comes to to wireless uh, anything really, but the the idea of a, having a public service like that be available and having information be available all the time that's uh, that's pretty impressive. And I'm kind of surprised that, which I think 
I think Elon Musk has actually mentioned it before, and he can't quite figure out how to do the low satellites like he wants. But he wanted to do uh, Wi-Fi and do, like, satellite internet over, especially over areas that were, uh, like, third world countries. Because once you bring information, you bring education, you bring uh, business, and then your third world country starts to grow into a first world country eventually. So, which I think is really cool. And we can find new ways to, you know, take advantage of that. Yeah, new ways to take advantage um, and new ways to uh, make them, what's that saying? Uh, If you're not paying for a product to use the product, you are the product. (laughs) <laughs> so which uh, some people don't care but i'm sure that a lot of people do and i think they're starting to but that's a whole nother podcast that we don't do <laughs> yeah but, uh, yeah we we've 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 dipped our toes into that a little too much i think in the in the past uh i i did have something else that i wanted to to bring up with yeah. the car uh and so something... do you have a name yet i feel like we need to have a name for it oh no i don't I, you I don't, don't name know. your cars? I don't name my car. Uh, that's, I don't know, it's just something I never, it's just the bolt. Uh, now, it does, I, the paint job is really cool, and my wife almost called it Sparkles because it has metal flake, oh. you know, embedded uh, in it. Is and that I have, like a premier option? Yes, and so, like, okay. I also have the black bow ties, as I as I talked about before, and uh, uh, the the inside of the wheel well the wheel wells are all machined uh and so and it's like two it's like powder coated machined and so like i'll have like black inlays inside it's re- it's really kind of cool uh but what i was i was going to talk about was the the kind of app service that they have like the my chevrolet app and so like there's the typical things that you can do with your phone like unlock your car you know, and stuff like that. And and my car is amazing because it's it just senses where the key fob is, you know. And, and when you put your hand on the door, it unlocks and all that kind of stuff. So it's if, not a if, fingerprint sensor. It's it's your key. Right, right. It's, yeah, my key. It's And it's the vicinity. And it senses I'm, whether... It I'm senses having whether, a weird Top Gear moment where Richard Hammond stole a car that the that, driver that was... was that was Grand Tour, yes. Oh, was that Grand and Tour when they did that? that? That was Grand Tour, and it was, uh, he didn't steal it. Like some, you know, the the he was driving the car, and the person had the keys, and they took them, and the and the car stopped on the side of the track, and they sent a, a crew member to get the car, and they couldn't get it, and so they just left it on the track. <laughs> but here's some of the cool things with the with the key pass now. Like you don't even need the you can set something up. Uh, so if I'm going to let somebody ride share or, or borrow my car, I can send them a key, a virtual key to their phone so that they can operate my car and All you can specify. Yeah. So that they can specify and I can specify use during such and such a time. And I can so even is specify that a, is that a Bluetooth feature. Yeah. It's essentially it's, it's, it's inside of the app in the car or oh, in, okay. inside of the, my Chevrolet app. And so then they have to have the app to do it. They have to have the app. Uh, okay. One of the other things is, uh, you know, people, you can start your car, but it's an electric car. Like, if it was a gas car and stuff like that, oh, yeah, start. it's just like a remote starter. 
this is called precondition. All right. And so what precondition does is literally sets it how you want it. All right. So I have uh, a heated steering wheel, heated seats in the front and rear, cooled seats in the in the front, uh, and then like temperature control all around. And so let's say like you know this past weekend. I park my car outside. It's 90 degrees. I'm at a car show for, you know, five hours, six hours. Before I walk to my car, I turn, I, I turn it on, and my car cools itself down to 68 degrees before I get there. That's pretty dope. I'm not going to lie. Uh, people do this, like, when they're landing off of their – when they get off their airplane, just start preconditioning your car. So by the time you get to your car, it's not sweltering, you know, after you or it's freezing, you know, like I'll have the heated seats and the steering wheel all warmed up. Uh, wow. Oh, now the, do you have to have do you have to have the Wi-Fi turned on through No, it, no because it'll run off of a 4G network. Ah, okay. So it's kind of like when I go on vacation, I have a smart thermostat in my home i have an ecobee so i can get on my phone at work and see like oh nobody's home because it's got a motion sensor it tells me and i go ah just i don't need it up so i'm gonna turn it off to our away settings Mm -hmm. so that's basically built into your car yeah that's really cool i i feel like i can't make fun of you as much after this conversation you you can still make fun of me because yeah, it looks like I don't know, a snub-nosed Prius, uh, you know, in shape. It's it's very bug-looking, you mm-hmm. know. It still has that kind of crossover look, and it's not nearly as ugly as some of them that are out there. Uh, Agreed. Oh, oh, and here's the thing, too. Since there's no engine, there's tons of cabin space. You have I I kid you not, Ben. All six foot eight of him uh, can fit in the passenger can fit in the passenger seat in this car, and I'm not sure his feet, if he fully stretched out, would touch. So that's like, why electric cars always look kind of weird. Because and there's always there's there's a lot of space that you know it's like how do you want to utilize that extra space? Uh, yeah, because I think the, the Tesla doesn't have that. Doesn't it have two trunks? A front trunk mm-hmm. and a back front trunk. And, front and the back. I do not have That's a front cool. trunk, but in my rear, I do have what my wife called uh, trunk space, the secret trunk space, and the secret secret trunk space. <laughs> uh, and so, like, I'll I have the you know, of course, there's like the liner that goes over and you lift up the hatch, and then I have like a rubberized you know mat. Oh, and by the way, they gave me a windshield cover, and like when they get like for, you know. Part of the premiere package is like, oh, here you go. My wife's like, oh, are you going to be that guy? <laughs> you know, that puts a <laughs> cover on his windshield. Are I was you? like, no, no, I'm not going to be that guy. Uh, uh, and then so you then you can lift that up and then there's another compartment and stuff under there. Mm. But if you lift, if you go under that, you can lift that up. And then there's another another compartment underneath that. And that's where like the the portable charger can go. That's where I stick like my leather wipes and the, like my dash wipes and all that kind of stuff. The uh, accoutrement. The accoutrement, for your car? Be, uh, because I don't need jumper cables. Where am I, you know I, I can't. I can't jump somebody's car. 
you know. Uh, it's honestly, it, it's taken me some getting used to it, some kind of the the feeling because there's no noise when you're driving. There's no, it's so quiet. And uh, I have a five year old son who's used to cars making noise. And so when we're driving, all of a sudden, he'll start going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know that is that is super funny because whenever I see an old car, I turn off my music and I roll down my windows <laughs> every single time. But I've noticed that even the electric cars. When I see a Tesla, especially if it's just like on a backcountry road and I'm like at a stop sign and they're mm-hmm. gonna cross in front of me, I do the same thing just to hear how quiet it is. Like imagine a city full of electric cars. How weird would that be? Uh I I, I honestly I think it it's great. Uh, no smell. No, no smell sound. Like the sound it's... pollution. The uh, the noise or the, the yeah noise pollution and the the actual pollution pollution, like and it's it's a lot of fun. Now, granted, my top speed is ninety eight miles an hour. You know, I can't. I, I mean, can't that's even, what I get in my four cylinder Escape. I can't. Yeah, I can't go very fast. I can get very fast very quickly. But I'm not going to – this isn't something you take out on the track. Now, no, a Tesla, on the other hand, sure, absolutely. That's why – well, not a Model 3, but a Model S, you know. That's that's what you do it. That's what you have it for, for the ludicrous mode. Uh, <laughs> but for an everyday car, and just looking at the, the charging networks all around me, like, uh, for instance, uh, New York – uh, city. If I were to drive to Manhattan, I mean that's like a hundred miles away. You know, uh, that's what I could go there and back without charging. You know, I could go. Uh, I was just up in Vermont. You know, uh, at a at a resort up there, and that's like a hundred and thirty miles away. I could go there and back without charging. You know, it's well depending on how many hills I decide to climb. I might have to take a stop. You know, it it's it's one of those kinds of things it's not going to affect me very much unless i decide to drive this car back to the midwest and in that mm-hmm. case as soon as i get out of new england and new york and and i hit pennsylvania the dearth of chargers of charging stations and stuff like that that is when it gets worrying mm. and so that's where the range anxiety will come in uh, but then you'll just drive your wife's car. Yeah, or I'll fly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because... or yeah, you can do that too. That's an option. <laughs> yeah. So, so with with buying the electric car now that you have one, um, do you think that the electric cars are going to be the way to go in the future? I mean, with Tesla, it seems like they're banking on that. In fact, just today, Elon said something about uh, bringing Tesla to be a private company instead of a public company. It sounds like mm-hmm. he's getting pissed at people trying to tell him what to do. <laughs> well, uh, 
there's good reason, uh, and this is great, great segue. Uh, oh, thank you. The, thank you. I, well, I yeah. tried to do it naturally, but thanks for bringing it up. It, it was flawless. The uh, <laughs> yeah, he decided to. He, he hasn't decided. He he put it out there, uh, and of course, he put it out there on Twitter. Uh, uh-huh. But it, what he actually did before he put it out there on Twitter is he sent an email to uh, different employees inside of Tesla. Uh, and it explained his philosophy as to why to why to go private, um, and uh, I can talk about some of the the, the finer minutia on it. Uh, but you know, it, part of the the speculation uh, and the up and down price, uh, the up and down uh, value of Tesla on the market is that it causes a lot of anxiety, and it causes a lot of problem. You can't. Instead of focusing on the long term, you know, uh, you you focus on the quarter, you know. Exactly. You focus on you you focus on what will make your company look good that quarter, so uh, the stock price doesn't plummet. Which is typically and, when you start stepping over dollars to save pennies. And and you know some of the uh, plus they're dealing with the, there there's a lot of issues going on, you know. Uh, yeah, the the lawsuit against you know unsafe working conditions at the gigafactory you know where where employees were walking through raw sewage well it 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 turned out like a a toilet somewhere backed up for like an hour and you know they were told to step over it (laughs) you know it's so some of these things it's like come on you know uh chill out there every everything tesla is super hyper focused and everybody wants to vilify it or make it you know an angel when it really is just another company i mean that's make or break though in terms of people's public opinion uh tesla is the make or break for whether a large-scale production electric uh car and car company can actually make it in a market even though it's been completely sabotaged in terms of lobbying and being allowed to do direct sales instead of having dealerships. It, 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 the chips are stacked against it, and it's still, mm-hmm. it's still talking about, and we won't have to wait too long to know because apparently they're saying that it's going to be profitable, profitable by the end of the year. Well, so if it, they it can that- do that, I mean, think of what that means for the traditional model I mean, even just looking at Ford and Chevy, uh, the traditional models for them, they're not, they're not really working anymore to the point where they're cutting huge lines. Chevy's mm-hmm. taken away the Sonic. Ford has taken away the Taurus, the Fiesta. I mean, everybody's, everything is, is fair game because companies like this are changing the market so much that these other car manufacturers have to adjust in order to anticipate the next move because they're stuck on a model that was designed how long ago? Yeah, and the when when you look at the the kind of tumults that Tesla has introduced to the car manufacturing market, uh, it's the other American companies that are slower, like GM. You know, with the bolts and stuff like that, GM has actually been kind of more forward thinking than the other traditional uh, European manufacturers. It's like Europe, however, uh, you know, BMW is going to have 10 all electric cars by 2030. You know, uh, they will have, I think, four 
by 2020. They're already talking about plug-in hybrids, you know, for a number of their current lines uh, that will at least be able to get you something like 40 miles on the electric, something like the Volt, you know, that Chevy has. You know, you if you're just going to make short trips, you just run on an electric engine the entire time. And countries like, say, Norway or like, well, all of Scandinavia, you know, they have, by and large, bought a lot of the Teslas. Uh, the because they offered such huge ben- the gov- the government offered such huge benefits and and uh, uh, subsidies to the consumer populace for buying electric vehicles. Well, and they're already so renewable energy focused over there. In fact, I think one, if not two, maybe all three of the Scandinavian countries. Uh, they may be, I think Holland is 100% renewable energy. Like there's, uh, there's, they don't use anything coal or gas. It's 100%. And the, when it comes to like Norway, it's, it's very ironic since they're like the fourth largest producer of oil uh, on the planet. <laughs> uh, but here's the thing. They take all Get those rid profits. Of all this crap. We don't want it. We don't need it. <laughs> yeah, well, they they take all the profit from those sales, and they they literally invest it. Like each, every single citizen in Norway, essentially has a free two hundred thousand dollars. All right, because Unreal. of because of the money invested in their state's oil company. All right, so whenever they decide to shut it down. You know, they have this giant fund of public money, uh, which they currently use to invest in different things. And they are they are promised uh, like four percent yield every year. Uh, And like for a couple of years, they ran at three percent and the people person running it was like fired. And they're like, no, we got to We got to do better. Uh, But this is one of the things if if Elon goes private, if if Tesla goes private, who's going to be the buyers? And. Norway is a very good candidate, you know, of uh, buying up a bunch of of Tesla. So is Saudi Arabia, who is try- who already owns five percent of Tesla. The the Saudi government does, uh, which is also an ironic thing. Again, another, but they're 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 making a huge change because they know that oil isn't the future. There is a limited amount of uh, hydrocarbons that you can mine out of this planet. You know, once they're gone, they're all gone. Mm-hmm. Now we can all argue about how big the reserves are and stuff. It doesn't really matter. We can, heck, you can even be wrong and argue that human-made climate change doesn't exist. However, the it is always better to be more efficient. And is always an electric engine uh, is by far more efficient than any uh, you know internal combustion engine. You're not losing energy through heat. You're not losing energy through noise. You are conserving as much energy as possible. And so if the whole route is to be more, I don't know, conservation-based or to have better efficiency, then the electric engine is going to be what you know brings you into the future. Well, I think it's not just those, though, too. It's uh, it's about being self-sufficient. 
And I think that a lot of, a lot of people are starting to become more self-sufficiency focused. Um, I know I am, uh, I don't use a whole lot of anything really. I try not to my push mower. I don't use <laughs> gas for that. Um, I don't have a gas edger. The only gas thing that I have is my, my car. Um, my gas bill for my house in the summer is typically around $20 during the winter. It's around 80 when I don't have a roommate, uh, because I like to pile on the clothes. I mean, I, I just don't consume a lot because I know that when I do build my house in the woods, <laughs> you have to, you, it's practice for the future that, you know, you really don't need all of this stuff. You think you do, but you don't. There are very smart ways that before all of these nice, you know, we're monkeys with cool things, before all these cool things um, came about, they dealt with it a different way. They had big front porches, so you didn't have to sit inside the house when it's hot outside. You can sit out on the porch with a big fan above you. There were other things that they did that were very, really quite clever. Um, so it's it's a self-sufficiency, too. And, you know, I, I know we weren't going to mention it, but with the way that the trade war is going on and all of this other jazz, it probably wouldn't hurt to be more independently focused when it comes to a global market. Not meaning that you can't sell stuff to the global market, but the consumption of things that you quote-unquote need from other countries should probably be limited in the event that, say, someone like China went, we are calling in all of your loans. Yeah. So well, imagine and, that that were to have happened. Then what? Then what do you do? Then war. Uh, then war. The, yeah, then war. Uh, so. <laughs> because, because currently, yeah, even China's military is bigger than it has been. It's still dwarfed uh, by the juggernaut that is the United States. Mm-hmm. And Which so, is probably purchased in large part to the money borrowed from China. Yep. <laughs> in, a, in another ironic twist. I think that's yep. our theme tonight. Ironic twists. Yep. So, so back to uh, the geopolitical podcast that we are <laughs> yeah. uh, on. Let's, let's go back to, uh, to Tesla selling, um, selling their company private because the, the amount of electric vehicles that are sold, I think, I think that the market, and I wonder if this is large in part the reason that Ford chopped their cars because the the market for efficient cars, I think it's starting to get eaten up a little bit by Tesla. So Mm -hmm. would it make sense that um, like we mentioned earlier, the Sonic, Chevy Sonic, the Fiesta, um, the Taurus, would it make sense that maybe Ford is trying to focus on the higher end, um, probably higher profit margin trucks versus well, it, cars because of maybe some of that, that Tesla, a little bit of the Tesla fear, not just streamlining to only produce one or two models, you know, however many they have, we'll say five or six, but now you don't, you're not competing. You've just said, well, we're just not going to compete with you anymore. 
and that and, and that's great uh, for Ford as long as the chicken tax stays in place and there's a twenty five percent tariff on which I don't any... think that's going to go away anytime soon. Do you? Oh, shh. I didn't think anything that would happen in the past <laughs> two years would ever happen. But li- look at where we are. Um, it's it's a very interesting time. I mean, yeah. I I manage a fleet of two hundred and fifty plus vehicles, and uh, buying trucks has been very interesting the past couple months because it's just you just you can't find them. You can't, well, which and, blows I, my mind. Because people are buying them like crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ford, for instance, released their numbers. Uh, for this year, for the first half of this year, uh, how many uh, f- how many Ford F one fifties do you think they sold so far this year? Uh, I think I think I guessed fifty for this fifty thousand. Uh, you were you were uh, I'm a you little shy, 50, aren't I? <laughs> fifty correct. You're just four hundred thousand short. So four hundred fifty thousand trucks. F Ford, not just tr- like Ford F one fifties. We're not just talking about F-150s. the two fifties. We're not talking about the three fifties. We're not so talking about the super right. duties. Yeah, we're talking just the F one fifty, and you know maybe the Raptor and its you know uh, the the Shelby variants. The F one fifty, almost a half a million cars in a half a year. Unreal. What's their previous record for sales in a year? Their previous record for sales was one million. Hold on, I have it here. Calling you out. One million one hundred twenty-five thousand nine hundred fifty-seven. But that was not for a uh, a truck. No, no, no. That was for a car, and the uh, and that was worldwide. Car? And is that the Taurus? It, it it had to have been the Taurus. I didn't. I That's didn't one of their the longest running car models yeah. and i'm and i'm certain it was probably something like from the 90s you know mm-hmm. uh the the ugliest you know, back model wh- of taurus oh god god <laughs> and then they um, did that weird ford 500 thing and nobody understood it and they're like fuck it we're going back to the <laughs> we're going back to taurus because nobody knows what this is mm-mm. the uh so they're on pace uh right now to get at least a million uh, the, there's always a huge increase over the holidays, uh, in mm-hmm. truck sales or in, in just sales in general, uh, as you know, they're trying to get the, the previous years out, you know, to, gotcha. you know, yeah. to make room the, the end of year sales, you know, and so they'll, they'll probably, uh, they could surpass it and it's amazing that they'd surpass it with a truck. The, <laughs> the right now. As a Ford sells an F-150 pickup truck approximately every 32 seconds. Wow. Think about that. Wow. So since we've been talking. I don't even want to calculate how many trucks <laughs> have been sold that's since crazy. we've been talking. That's crazy. Well, and it's, it's not just Ford that's, um, that's been chopping stuff. Chevy's been chopping models. Uh, the Nissan Juke is now dead. <sighs> Thank goodness. No. Thing are so they're so ugly. <laughs> uh, and uh, I'm sorry, Kathy, my, uh, my sister Kathy, if you're listening to this, uh, I'm sorry. The Juke is horrible. <laughs> uh, you have 
two teenage sons that should have taught you better. Uh, and, uh, you know, come to me next time when next you are, I mean, you're at the midlife crisis point right now, uh, Kathy. <laughs> Dude, this is, uh, this is so savage, a, what you're doing it's, right now. <laughs> it's about time uh, that you found yourself a you know sexy little two-seater. Uh, I know I could probably never put you in a Miata or, or an RX-5, as they're properly called. Uh, but, you know, maybe we could find a little Fiat Spider for you. You know? Does she have... Okay, so does she like the Jukes, or does she own a Juke? She owns a Juke. Oh... <laughs> Harsh. <laughs> uh, you know what other car she owned? A Pontiac Aztec. Of course. I when you, as soon as you asked me that question, that's the first thing that popped in my head. It's like the precursor to the Juke, except it was actually more practical because you could like take it camping Camp and it. like yeah, put a tent off the back of it. <laughs> now, now here's the thing. She does dog rescues, and so. The juke is probably really good to put a lot of, you know, doggos and, and floofers or whatever you want to call them. <laughs> somebody, uh, somebody goes to uh, dog spotting, huh? Oh, my god! It is not a cult. It's, it's no, it's a cult. Uh, I love how I checked with Al. As soon as I said it, I looked at her and she's looking at me like, it is too a cult. <laughs> <laughs> She's very concerned. Heck, she she's doing a heckin' concern, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And anyway, on that note, <laughs> uh, death to the juke. May death to the may juke. It, may it never be mourned, and may it never rise again. May it go ahead and be forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, gosh, I think that's all I had. Unless you have anything else you want to comment on, I'd say we. Shut this down. Yeah, I think we talked longer than we intended. Yeah, a little bit. I do feel a little bit better though. I don't know. Well, it's it's gonna what... be a weird it's gonna be a weird night. We'll <laughs> see how it is. <laughs> but we're not gonna talk about that. <laughs> uh, Sledge and Hammer brought to you by the Court of Nerds and Amazon.com. If you have an Amazon Prime account, why not just go to courtofnerds.com and click on the Amazon link? We'll get a portion of whatever sales that you purchase through Amazon, and uh, we'll thank you for it. the The latest thing was apparently a pack of condoms that uh, I guess Austin bought. They were claimed, but I I I don't know if it was a joke or not. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll never know. <laughs> Maybe he's dating somebody and doesn't want to tell us because we're embarrassing. <laughs> so uh, if uh, if you haven't already check us out uh, we're at the courtofnerds.com that's the courtofnerds.com we are on facebook at court of nerds and we are at twitter at court underscore of underscore nerds somebody needs to fix that because it's way too long to say i'm stacy otherwise known as the hammer miller i'm kevin uh often known as captain dick sledge Wow. And we are Slash and Hammer. <laughs> <laughs>